0: Welcome to Phone Messages, Episode 58, The Reg. My name is Paul Mason Foch. This week's message comes from Julia D'Amico, or at least I am fairly certain it is Julia. I cannot be positive because the caller does not identify herself most likely because I cut off the first part of the message when I duplicated it. Julia is several years younger than me. In fact, she began college after I had already graduated. But I met her through my friend Jason Weitzer, last heard in episode 37, and we have stayed close for these 30 years. Since she also lives in New York, I was fortunate to interview her in person. The message comes from either the fall of 1988 or the winter of 1989 and is less than five seconds long. In it, Julia refers to the Reg, meaning the Regenstein Library, the University of Chicago's main library, built in 1970 on the location of the former stag field. I will share more of my memories of the library in a future episode. But for now, let's listen to Julia's message and immediately afterward, her response. Here we go.
1: Um, meet me at the reg. Bye. It sounds like my son. Isn't that weird? I mean, Jack is 12. And when I heard the voice, of course, it's not exactly my son's voice, but it sounded like my son. And you know, my son is moving into those pre-teen years. And sort of the way he chooses to speak is changing now. And I'm sort of watching him change from being a, a kid to being a teenager. You know, it's a, like a gradual process. And so just the sort of choice of words and the tone of voice reminded me a lot of my son.
0: Wow. Yeah. So, okay, so let's just assume uh, this, this was you. If it was you, would that be something you would say, meet me at the reg?
1: Yes, definitely. I mean, remember how much time we spent in the reg? I think at the University of Chicago at that time, I think, You know, the Reg was like our student center, right? I mean, we went to the Regenstein. I was in the Regenstein Friday and Saturday night studying. It was both a place to study, but it was also a place to socialize. I wouldn't necessarily always coordinate meeting someone at the Reg, but I sort of sat in the same place. I think you did as well. So you could kind of find your friends when you got there. You had certain areas that you would occupy. It was both necessary because there was a lot of work and it was social it was the way in which we socialized
0: so your first year was at university of chicago was
1: 1988 what dorm were you in broadview what was that like It had been an old hotel and then like it had a kind of SRO feel to it. And it had these very small, like single resident occupancy rooms that they weren't hotel like rooms like someone had gone in and cut up and made quite small rooms. And I was sharing a room with a roommate. So I was in a space that was very, very tiny with another human being. Whereas everyone else in Broadview had their own very, very tiny room just to themselves. And then in the first year I was there, there was a lot of people older than me in the Broadview. I think because they were older, the tension and the stress of being at Chicago was really preying on them. And my first, Like, I mean, I was maybe there like a month or something and someone committed suicide at the Broadview by jumping out the window into the back alley and our room faced the back alley. And it was awful. It was reportedly about his poor performance grade-wise. And then after we got through that, which was extraordinarily disturbing for me and it made being there more tense, um, another poor woman just like, lost her mind again during finals or midterms or whatever she just lost it and started running around the broadview screaming so those two experiences were not i mean those poor people first of all it's horrible that they suffered in that way but it it was kind of tense oh my gosh that's horrible oh
0: I I mean this I didn't want this to be such a depressing podcast but <laughs> I'm sorry but uh, you know I want, at the same time I want it to be real so I mean I can't even imagine how traumatic that would have been there must have been something though that was really you liked about your experience <laughs> <laughs> you know there must have been something you really enjoyed though about that first year that made you
1: despite all that you know I was really desperate to leave gainesville and i saw chicago i saw it as a place where i was surrounded by smart students i was in a city that had all these cultural opportunities that had movies and you could go and do things that i could never do in gainesville florida what
0: was your job debt first year
1: i worked in the gym as the person who checked ids I had no idea what I was doing to the point where I remember manning the desk at the gym and someone came up to me and the two other people that were sitting there and actually said they had been robbed like someone had stolen their stuff out of their out of their locker and I remember thinking This guy could have told, like, anyone in this facility that information. I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't even know how to respond. But I was, like, in some sort of position of power because I checked the IDs in the front entryway. And what about extracurricular activities? Oh, I volunteered at Doc Films. What did that involve? I was learning how to be a projectionist. So I was learning how to, you know, remember it was like that was all film, and you had to change the film roles from one to the next. I remember that vividly because I remember screwing it up. And it was like a Friday night or Saturday night. And it was some action flick, like an Arnold Schwarzenegger film or something. And the guy was really sweet. He was training me, a really nice guy. And he let me take a turn <laughs> switching the reels. And I blew it. And everybody was furious in the theater because of course the lights had to come on. He had to help me get it all back in, in shape. But yeah, I volunteered there, I think almost the entire time I was at Chicago.
0: Doc Films at the University of Chicago is renowned as the longest-running student film society in the country. It began in 1932 as a group dedicated to screening documentaries, but over time came to show classic film series of all genres. In 1987, my final year at the college, the group moved from showing movies at the International House to the newly opened Max Pilevsky Cinema in Ida Noyes Hall. I remember attending a special screening there of When Harry Met Sally, whose initial scenes were shot at U Chicago's quadrangle. The dorm Julia stayed in, Broadview, was closed in 2015, and is now an apartment building. Okay, that's it for this week. Thank you so much to Julia for sharing her memories. If you left a message on my machine back in Chicago and would like to participate in this podcast or have other comments, please contact me through my website, pfoach.com. That's p-f-o-t-s-c-h dot com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.